0: In Hawaii, the official death toll has fallen from the devastating wildfire on Maui last month. The state's governor, Josh Green, tells CNN fewer than 100 people have died and nearly three dozen people... Libya is
1: struggling to deal with the thousands of bodies being recovered in the aftermath of devastating floods. Overwhelmed officials have registered nearly 4,000 deaths, a number that's expected to rise as more bodies are found.
0: Hey everyone, it's Connor here. And Gabe? Kind of a morbid topic... Here for you now and in studio to talk with us about that today is our DW colleague, Carla Bleicher.
1: Hi. Hey,
0: Carla. Carla, uh, we've had a number of major natural catastrophes within the last months and uh, obviously significant death tolls. But you're here today to talk to us about how it's ever possible as those numbers keep climbing, the deaths keep climbing, that they end up going down.
1: That's right. Um, In both the Maui wildfire and in the floods in Libya, authorities have actually adjusted those those death toll numbers down significantly.
0: Meaning that they found what DNA or some some kind of marker from more bodies than they thought? Or I mean, how do you how do you make that mistake and say that there are more bodies than there actually are?
1: It's uh, I was surprised too, but what I've learned is that that is actually not unusual um at all. so in in the first day after such disasters, of course, you know, the numbers keep going up and up and up because you um you get to areas that you maybe previously haven't been able to access or you you find what uh, what you think might be uh, more more remains from more bodies. Well, and
0: also, I'm I guess is that pessimism? when I see... You know, a few thousand confirmed dead, and let's say that same number missing. My assumption is typically, if is that the missing are probably also gone, that they've that they've died as well. But this is a case where, it, let's take the example of Hawaii, in particular. Right, it went from one fifteen down to ninety seven.
1: Right, and
0: what led to the one fifteen?
1: what what they say is at least, right? So it's at least 115 was what they first, or what they eventually landed at, and now they've adjusted it to at least 97. So numbers might still change a little bit, um, but what happened was the fire mostly just left charred remains, right? So not, not whole bodies. So experts went in and they collected all the remains that they could find. Um, and in, in many cases, they collected remains that were kind of close together, um, but they initially assumed they were from two different people. And they 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 did their, their forensic analysis, and turns out, actually, they were from one person. So that's one way that the number could go down. Um, and another thing is that they collected remains, assuming that they were human, and then it turned out, they were actually from from an animal, in most cases pets. And so that's another way they um another reason they had to adjust that number downward
0: when no fingerprints can be found and no teeth can be found. So the only thing that forensic scientists have to go with is DNA. Can DNA break down?
1: So even if there's a fire, a lot of the times um, what what will remain are teeth, for example. So, you, you won't be able to do a dental dental profile because it's, you know, not not that whole structure is there anymore, but there might still be single teeth um, and you can actually get DNA um, from inside your molars, for example. Really? Yeah. So so that is that is one place that researchers often go. Ideally, you will you will have some bones, um, really long ones are good, uh, like uh, your femur, for example, and they will get DNA from inside the bone because it's it's protected there, right, inside the bone, if the bone still exists.
0: And then even if I as a family member don't have any of that missing family member's DNA, let's say strands of hair, for example, uh, they could still p- sequence the DNA and with relatively high accuracy, say this person is a sibling of yours, an uncle of yours, an aunt of yours, and connect them back to you.
1: That's right. When family members come in to to report that, you know, their father or their daughter or their brother is missing, um, of course, you know, they, they, they hand in photographs and they might have a toothbrush or a hairbrush. But even if they don't, they themselves will give a DNA sample, and then exactly as you said, um, they use that for comparison to see if someone is if, if someone they find is related to that person, and then identify them that way.
0: Is there anything hopeful about this situation? It's a morbid topic. It's it's oh, hard to. It's sad to talk about to, to even imagine this situation. Well, I mean, how about the closure that it brings to the to the loved yeah. ones missing?
1: absolutely different forensic experts that that i've talked to they said sure many of these stories don't have happy endings but it is so important for the relatives to to get that closure so to get the information that yes uh, we found your daughter's remains and eventually it can take a very long time in the case of the uh the tsunami um just to identify those people who had died in Thailand, which was one of, I think, fourteen countries where people had died, uh, took almost twelve months. But uh, if at the end of it you can say we found your family member's remains, people are are very grateful. And one of the one of the forensic doctors that I spoke with, he was in Thailand um, during this process, helping to to identify the the thousands of of dead people. And he said, on the plane back, family members came up to him and were saying, we are so grateful. Thank you for identifying my child. Thank you for identifying my father, my brother, because this way I at least have something to take home and bury. Science
0: Unscripted.